Welcome to Dog Talk and Kitties Too. This episode features one of the three guests who were part of my weekly hour-long NPR show broadcast over the air every Sunday on WLIW-FM 88.3, the only NPR station on Long Island, where it is broadcast continuously for 14 years. I'm Tracy Hotchner. I wrote the Dog Bible, Everything Your Dog Wants You to Know, as well as the Cat Bible, Everything Your Cat Expects You to Know. I'm also the founder and director of the New York Dog Film Festival. The 8th annual New York City premiere will be October 2023, along with the 5th annual New York Cat Film Festival before traveling the country, supporting local animal welfare groups. This show is about dogs, cats, and other creatures who share the planet with us. Please check out my other Pet Talk podcasts at TracyHotchnerPets.com. I would not be able to bring you this show without the generous support of Dr. Elsie's, the privately owned litter and cat food company founded by Dr. Bruce Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian. He personally created many styles of litter to make sure that even the fussiest cats would not have out-of-litter box problems, the number one reason people abandon their kitties. Dr. Elsie also created his own brand of cat food called Clean Protein, the first dry cat food I can recommend because it's based on the protein found in a cat's natural prey. This show would not be possible without the longtime support from Waruva, the pet food company founded and privately run by David Foreman, who named it after his rescued kitties, Webster, Rudy, and Vanessa. Waruva is a quirky name for a company with whimsical names for the dozens of different cans and pouches of cat food they make. But what sets them apart is how serious David is about high-quality nutrition. They were the first pet food company to use human edible ingredients and process them in the same facilities that make human food. Other pet food companies may have copied them over time, but Waruva remains privately owned and run, accountable only to their own high standards, not investors who focus on profits. I was so excited last week when Dr. Michael, my co-host on Cat Chat, told me about being on the board of Mission Meow and what Mission Meow was. And I thought, I need to find out more. So I went to the woman who created it. Turns out I already knew Sally Williams because she's a serial <laughs> philanthropist. She was the Brody Fund. And now Sally is the Mission Meow founder and director. Sally, you're incredible. I knew your name was familiar. And you reminded me it's when you had started a nonprofit to raise money, if I'm not wrong, to, to help people financially whose pets had cancer, right? Correct. I love serial philanthropists. That's, That's you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, so we connected via the Brody Fund and the Feline Fine Project. So, right. Um, yeah, I am immersed in the cat world very happily. Well, it's very great that you're in the cat world because, as you know, they are the underserved pet in terms of many things, veterinary care being one of them and attention to their welfare and well-being from the educational side being a little scant compared to dogs. And certainly yeah. in terms of giving money to those groups that are 100% cat-focused is, is a special passion by a cat person, yeah. because the people that are working in cat rescues and shelters are such particular people. Did you meet one or two that just made the lights go on for you? Or what about the cat rescues who you raise money for made you think? I have met, oh my gosh, I've met so many incredible people 
that have inspired me. Um, so as somebody who had a nonprofit, I had the opportunity to meet people at that time. Um, uh, I spoke for when we, we had a lot more cat conventions around. I was speaking, so I have a background as a behavior consultant and oh. with the feeling project. So I was at quite a few conventions and just really expanded my network. And, you know, a lot of these people have tables and you get chatting and I, I volunteer as well. And I think the more time you spend in the cat world, it's just people connect you. Oh, I think you should meet this person and meet that person. Yes. They're doing really something unique. And uh, people, cat people get very excited to meet other cat people that are doing good things. So um, there's a lot of people that have inspired me. And also cats. I mean, I've had really amazing cats who have inspired <laughs> me. They have been some of my best teachers. Oh, isn't that nice? Well, you know, you make a really good point, and it, it is something I've just always known but never stepped back to think about it, which is that cat people immediately want you to know about other good, hardworking, volunteer, money-raising, cat-saving people and groups. They're far from being in competition with each other. It is a kind of network and family, even in a similar geographic area. I, I find this to be Community Cat Podcast. Stacey LeBaron is always sending me, oh, here's a person doing great trapping work. And here's a, a person at a great shelter that has a huge, you know, uh, adoption rate or return to home rate. It's really highly unusual. And I guess... That's what makes Mission Meow so perfect because you're like an umbrella over many of them. Can you, although Michael explained it really well, can you, sure. <laughs> from your perspective, talk about what is different about Mission Meow? I mean, a nonprofit giving money to other nonprofits is kind of special in and of itself. But the concept behind how do I give a decent size grant or donation, exactly. not just $20 yeah. at a time, $15 at a time, all of which is very appreciated, but it, it doesn't and let them do important. a Yeah, very, but it doesn't let them do a bigger concept change in the yeah, lives of so their cats. For me, um, after saying um, a heartfelt goodbye to the Brody Fund and taking some time to myself when I thought I really missed the nonprofit world, I, I thought about what would I do differently? Because, I, I mean, Fundraising is not something I knew a lot about before I started the Birdie Fund, and I kind of dove in deep end. And um, it's hard work. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I don't mind the hard work, but there's got to be a way that we can transform the way fundraising is done. And for some reason, crowdfunding really was just what was in my head. And then I had explained, too, that you know, unfortunately, communities have situations where a house fire, things like that. And I was thinking about that because it had happened in a town near me. And not only do the individuals come together, but the businesses come together and raise money. And that's what really got me thinking about that, um, along with talking to uh, fellow uh, nonprofit uh, presidents, directors, people involved, asking them questions about where does the bulk of your money come from and how often do businesses donate. And there was a lot that went into it, but that's why I really landed on, it's really a three-pronged approach, but the foundation of the organization are its business partners. 
because for me and the other two, obviously, individual donors are very important and we sell merchandise as well. Um, so and, and we'll, you know, apply for the occasional grant. But the heavy lifting, I would say, is done by the business partners, although it, it doesn't seem to be for them, but it's the bulk of the money. And the best way I can explain it is that so our business partners sign on to be quarterly donors. So we're not asking them to donate every single month quarterly. And we also, they determine what their financial commitment will be because we have small, medium, and large business that are partnering with us. And so they know best what they can afford. My goal is to have 50 business partners in a month Um, We are giving quarterly right now. The goal is by the end of the year to be giving monthly, to have enough businesses that we are giving monthly. So if we have 50 businesses and upcoming in April, and if the average donation, so some businesses can afford more, some are small and give less. If I can just land on a $200 average, so I would love it if it's more, but if we just land on that 200 average, 50 businesses, we've just raised $10,000 before we've had an individual donation, sold any merchandise, gotten any kind of grants, anything like that. That's a lot of money for a small nonprofit. It sure is. And then you dole it out, as it were, to those cat nonprofits who apply to you, I'm asking you this, with a specific grant request. We do they tell you yeah. the dollar amount they'd like? We need four thousand dollars to make to get more, yeah. let's say, traps or pay for more spay neuters. Do they give you specifics? Yeah. So the application really makes it easy for them, tells them exactly what they need. So one of the fun things I like is we have a passion page that so they get to really shout out the passion that they have for their organization. Then they tell us exactly how much they're asking for and specifically what it's for because Mission Meow does not pay for rent, for veterinary bills, for um, the day-to-day things that they need, food, litter, things like Interesting. that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Because we want to make sure that the organizations that we're giving these grants to have a solid foundation. The ah. worst thing we would be we give ten thousand dollars and and a couple months later you know they they're closing mm-hmm. so we know that they they understand their budget they're making all their bills doing everything that they need to do they're running their organization well but because they're small they might not have the bandwidth to have a capital campaign that's so a, that's, that's a really good that's a really interesting point because there was for example in in Chicago I know because in the many cities that the Cat Film Festival goes to thanks to Dr. Elsie's who underwrites it at each place uh we give 10% of every ticket to a local cat rescue. And so I try to ask those in the know what do you think is the most vibrant one in that town or city and I get some suggestions or I don't and then it turned out in Chicago that one which was well-known and had been around for a while went belly up. Somebody stopped managing their finances. Now, I don't have the time or even the knowledge to check that out. But you at Mission Meow, you do that. Before you give yeah. money, you look at their financial stability. You look at their, I guess, staff or volunteer base, There's foster base. Yeah, we need to see their budget. Um, we use things also like Charity Navigator, GuideStar. We talk to staff members. 
So they really need to understand their budget. And these are nonprofits that are doing the really good work and they're taking excellent care of their cats or the the TNR that they're doing is, you know, they're, they're doing really solid work, but they, A, might not have the bandwidth or B, might not have the time. Um, and because they're very small, they might not have enough volunteers. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons why they can't raise, say, $10,000. But, and we are, and then you asked before, so specifically we will pay for a project or a purchase. So, so far, our first grant was $10,000 in October to Casbury Park, and that is helping pay for their much-needed expansion. Um, and then our second grant was $6,000 to an organization called Full Circle Mo Farrell, who they support um, those that are doing the TNR, the trap neuter return. And in their case, they pay for everything. So they help them pay for the trapping, the spay neuter. Wow. Um, they microchip and vaccinate. Wow. What they needed were feral cat dens and recovery cages. Oh, nice. And so the feral cat dens are for when they take in a mom and kittens. You need mom to have a safe space to go to in that crate. So you can kind of close her in there and then you can clean safely and handle the kittens. And then a safety issue for both mom doesn't want you to get near her. You don't want to get near mom. Right. So that helps with that. And then obviously the recovery cages are for injured feral cats so that these people will take them in. They agree to also foster. So these people that are doing TNR with this group are also fosters. Wow. Um, the, the recovery cages allow them to take a feral cat in to recover from an injury um, or surgery or something. Um, and these things are, A, they're expensive, B, a bulk purchase. So 30 feral cat dens, I mean, 30, uh, yes, feral cat dens, that's a lot of money. Plus the shipping is, is, you know, prohibitive for them. And with giving them something like that, they now have an opportunity to bring in more volunteers because now they have what they need of to course. say. Okay. Isn't so, that interesting? Yeah. So we are, our application process is open again. So small nonprofits can be going to the website right now um, and filling out their applications. Uh, and then we'll be, so for two weeks, so now through the 17th, then we take a week to finalize everything. And then a week after. Well, people don't always week. listen to this on exactly the date that, it's yeah, put out in yeah, podcasts, so, so we don't want to get too specific about that. But the fact is, if you go to Mission Meow and you are a cat rescue of any kind, you'll understand what the deadlines are and what the parameters are. Oh, yeah. And, and you can sign up for our newsletter and get all that information regularly. So Right, which is, which is important. Now, for people that want to give, it's a way to give. Can you give to someplace like a geographical area, like Casper Park is in New Jersey? So let's say we like the idea of, of geo-giving. Is that possible if I make a donation, you know, me, Mrs. Catlover, of 100 bucks or something, just a random donation? Is there any way to say where you want it to go, or it's really up to you at it, Mission Meow? Yes, it's going to – the donations will go to whichever next grant recipient is coming up. So like I said, we're in a donation cycle. We're in a grant cycle right now. Right. Um, so as we're accruing right now – the money would be going to the next nonprofit we choose. And the thing is that's really important is that you know, the business partners and the individual donors know that these are vetted. 
Um, they and then they also specifically know where their money is going, which I think is unique. That yes, you know, I'm I'm a donor. I like supporting a lot of different organizations, and although the small donations matter because we're helping pay for the day to day things, it's really nice to know exactly where your money is going. So. People are following along with Catsbury Park. I'm going to be videoing That's down right. there so people will see what's happening with the renovation. They'll see the final product. Um, the the president of Full Circle, Mo Farrell, will be taking pictures of that huge shipment that's coming when those feral cat dens arrive. Plus, then the fosters will take videos and pictures showing them in their home in use. So it really, for anybody who thinks, well, you know, I, I like to support my local organization. Do both. I mean, I do. Right. And how exciting will it be for you to see? It makes it feel more personal for you to see exactly where that money goes. And I, in my brain, I, I'm so excited at one point to give a TNR group a van, you know, a van wow. that will help. Wouldn't that be cool? Up. Oh, my gosh. So can you imagine the picture of us, you know, them having the keys? And standing in a photograph in front of their brand new van or a shelter that builds a catio. And they yes. video lifting that door up and the cat coming yes. slowly up. Oh, the my God. Yes. That is so, so cool. And I hope that the beautiful... I hope that the beautiful Mission Meow graphic will be well displayed on all these things because people need to know where those grants came from and where they can continue to give to. I know that some other lucky group will be the beneficiary. Sally, after helping you explain this in such detail, and after having learned about that, the shelter in Chicago that had the problems, and then there was one in Los Angeles where somebody seemed to be doing good work and raised tens of thousands of dollars to presumably purchase and rebuild a, a house in a not very expensive area to make it into a cat shelter, and then, oops, all of a sudden... There was some message in social media, oh, the contractor ran away with the money, and all those donors were left high and dry because the person who'd raised all the money left America and moved to Costa Rica, uh, where she apparently was doing cat rescue, but the whole thing didn't, didn't smell very good. So I think mm -hmm. it's important that if people are going to give a donation, yeah. they feel really confident that you have done what is actually a lot of work. To vet them out. A lot of work and and serious work and being a serious businesswoman and a serial philanthropist, you know how to see <laughs> if something looks good or maybe only looks good on the surface. And but it, it takes a committee. You know, there is a committee that does this and the rescues all agree to sign a memorandum of understanding exactly where the money is going. We get receipts along the way. We get photos along so the way. Cool. That's so and perfect. There's a lot of communication that goes on. It's not just a very transactional thing with either the business partners, the donors, or the the shelters, rescues, TNR groups. They become, we get very involved. I communicate regularly with Casbury Park. I communicate regularly with Full Circle Mo Farrell. These are relationships that we want to continue. We want to see them have many successes because we also, we highlight them during the month of the campaign. Nice. So we also hope that they get more donors based right. off of what we're doing. 
Well, based on what you're doing and what you've explained to me, I don't see how I cannot have this show, Cat Chat, be a partner of Mission Meow. I don't see how I cannot oh, say. Oh, that would be amazing. We would like to, I would like to throw my hat in the ring. I say we, but Michael's already on the board and she's already a partner. I would like <laughs> to join you. I won't be at your highest level because, uh, you know, the constraints matters. of life and, and giving a lot of money other places, although I'm beginning to feel that I need to be more thoughtful and cautious about how I do that. I am very, very excited about becoming part of what uh, Mission Meow is doing. I'm thrilled to have you as a business partner. Thank you. See, this is what happens when, and this is, here's why I added a passion page to the application, because I understand that when people hear people's passion, it makes a difference. Exactly. And you know how I feel about Mission Meow. I mean, this is just the very special organization and I don't say that because it was my idea I say that because the people that are involved the nonprofits that we're helping I mean it all just it's so incredible I really pinch myself and I feel incredibly grateful for the support of the community around me well the community loves you the larger community for sure and anyone who wants to put in a grand application, but more importantly, if you're a small business or a medium business or a big business and you in any way care about cats, Mission Meow is a wonderful place yeah, to put some it. of your I donations. Mean, I just made a video that I shared on uh, our social media that explained that you, it, the business doesn't have to be pet-centric, cat-centric. Right. Uh, Pepsi-Cola. Where's Pepsi-Cola? Yeah, they got a few million yeah, bucks. They could... Definitely give it to Kaz. I want Jeep. Um, we have realtors. Um, you know, I, the video said, if you're a dentist, if you're a realtor, Absolutely. if you run a car dealer, if you have a bakery, it doesn't matter what the business is. If you love cats and you want to make a difference in the community that you care about, join the team. And Lovely. everything is really made easy for Wonderful. you. Wonderful. Thank really you. made it easy for the businesses to join. Thank you, Sally. Thanks for all you're doing, and I, I'm excited to be part of it and to keep well, keep letting people know. Out. Thank you so much, and I'll be sure to help let people know what's going on. Thank you again. I'm very excited to jump on board. Thanks for listening. There are a few more special companies that make this show possible. I hope you will try their products because they support my mission, to entertain you with valuable information and advice. This show is supported by Wonderside, a company founded and run by a woman entrepreneur who wanted to find an effective natural way to keep fleas, ticks, and other pests away from her pets and home instead of putting toxic chemicals in or on them. Wonderside makes plant-powered products to keep parasites at bay without dousing your pets and property with ingredients that are harmful to them and the planet. The show is also underwritten by Evermore Pet Food, privately owned by two dedicated women who take human edible, ethically sourced ingredients and gently cook dog food that is then frozen in pouches and shipped right to your door. They founded and run their own company and have been doing that for 14 years and answer only to their own high standards without interference from venture capital investors. I'm also grateful to Earth Animal also privately owned by Dr. Bob and Susan Goldstein, where they create holistic pet wellness products with an emphasis on their stewardship of the Pet Sustainability Coalition. Earth Animal makes a dazzling array of healing products for dogs and cats, as well as the innovative Dog Chew No Hide and the hybrid dog food Wisdom, which is sometimes all that my picky Blue Weimarano Maisie will eat.